Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, the podcast is brought to you by Levi Solicitors, who will offer you a 10% discount for going through us at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Dan, Michael and Moscow White's here on Propaganda. This is the show where we find out what's been said about Leeds United. It's in two parts, both by you and by the opposition fans. If, if you're on the audio version, don't forget we've got a video version on the YouTube channel and vice versa. In the first half of Propaganda, we will get a take on Leeds fan opinion these are the thoughts of the TSB Plus subscribers, uh, thank you, who sent us their feedback on the match ball, and this is the stuff that they picked out from Wolves. But before we get to Wolves, we are recording after the Arsenal game, so we've had a, um, some 11th hour feedback on that. That's exciting, isn't it, and very contemporary. What Arsenal game? Indeed. Don't remember an Arsenal game. Do you remember an Arsenal game? Um, the one about Viduka scored in. Yes. That was good. Yeah, that was Let's talk fun. about that one instead. We win in, uh, fancy dress in the away end. <laughs> It was, well, it was still a bit tense for fancy dress, wasn't it? Because the, the looming relegation, which brings us round to this season, I suppose. Um, boo. Well, well, the upside is, I know we're supposed to be talking about the cup, but if we do get a finish to the season like that, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? Sometimes a relegation battle can be <laughs> a lot of fun. And I fear that people will take that seriously, what you've just said. Uh, I mean, I'm not, not being serious. You're being unserious, okay. Let's start with the comments of Toby Lerone, then, who said, I think you didn't focus enough when looking for positives on the fact that we had the chances in the first half. If James's decision-making and our touch had been better, we could have been two or three goals up easily and we had the better chances. We just need to sign someone better than Dan James, that's the thing. Mm. Simple solution. Or let him grow into the team and oh, improve yeah. over time. And Hasn't he got, how long is his contract? Five years. Four probably, years. So we might get three good months out of him at the end before he gets a free transfer. And No, I mean, you know, he is relatively new. That is... Um, yeah, it's only been here, what, eight weeks or something? Yeah, we know that um, I think sometimes it does get overblown the amount of time Bielsa likes players to spend getting used to things. But um, yeah, there's, you know, he's still quite he's still quite young, he's still quite new. I think it's possible Bielsa didn't actually mean to play him quite as much as he has mm. by this stage as well. But we, obviously Rafinha's been out injured and so he's had no option. I mean, he did play at number nine against Wolves, which was a bit weird. Mm, Jack Harrison's obviously lost the ability to play football. Mm. So uh, there is that. No, I'm, I am just joking. Um, I think the reason why on the match ball we weren't maybe swimming in the positives too much is that we'd lost and two of us were also full of horrendous cold and we were all a bit tired. <laughs> we and, still are a bit. And um, yeah, we are COVID negative. It's just that the common cold, I think, because it was the Carabao Cup as well, it's it's hard to get that worked up when it's... It, just, it felt like an unwelcome distraction, didn't it, almost, when you consider it in the context of having clawed back that point from Wolves in the last minute and thinking, right, 
we'll go and build on that at Norwich, but instead we've got to go to the Emirates and get told to sit down. The second half was very draining. It was um, a little bit like the second half of the very enjoyable Scum Liverpool game, which did take some of the edge off the fun of what had happened up to 5-0. The last half hour of that match was just kind of watching. It's like a training exercise. Yeah, and our game kind of got into that because all that really happened after 2-0 was we tried to get into the game a bit and then just made some silly mistakes and never really threatened. So there wasn't anything. Um, if it had been a last half hour of us, you know, getting loads of chances and having a really good goal and you think, oh, you know, we were quite unlucky. But instead, the good things that did happen in the first half were very hard to remember. But there were, I mean, there was nothing really wrong with the first half other than... Yeah, but you, re- you, remember, uh, you remember how a game finishes, don't you? You don't yeah. remember the first half. That's just the nature of it. But we can now yeah. do as Toby advises and say, First half was good, at least as good as Arsenal were in that match. And we had the chances. There was the Dan James running through. There was one where Tyler Roberts cut back and his shot got deflected out wide. And that's two. Yeah. Well, I'll, let <laughs> yeah, me let's com- leave it at that. Let I'm me sure come in. Was another. Let me just come in with Lonnie's comments because it's something we uh, we touched on last night on the match ball. The subs. It's no coincidence that the subs changed the the pattern of that game, and that's when it all completely got away from us and pre-planned subs and giving people a certain amount of minutes. That's all with a view to the Premier League and managing the time that they're on the field, isn't it? Long and short of it. If that is a Premier League game, they probably wouldn't have done the same thing. So that sort of shows how it works out in the estimation of things, isn't it? In the ranking, in the order, the priorities. So um, he does point out, does Lorne, he says, Look, we look fairly decent in the first half, but the pre-planned subs change the flow of it. Um, let's instead go in on... I mean, we don't like to talk about Lee. When Leeds aren't great, it's not that fun to go in on Leeds, is it? Let's talk about Lee Hendry, who we did mention last night in the um, in the post-match. Philip does point out that uh, he was um, maybe somewhat lacking in intelligence, in Philip's opinion, in the commentary, asking just how stupid is Lee Hendry? Was he being fed lines by a guide dog? I mean, he, he did very astutely pick up on the fact that they were targeting the debutant at fullback, mm. which, was, which was good. I mean, I, I didn't actually notice him standing out as being any worse than a lot of pundits. I suppose he was... Mm. He, he, he seemed fairly to play it fairly safe most of the time, which is kind of uh, he's a know, he's it, a league cup pundit. It feels like a welcome change from like a a, a hot take, some ridiculous opinion that someone is just going to say. I'm going to have something strong to say on this, even though I've not watched any games. Yeah, and the other side of this is like it's quite hard doing live stuff. You know, it's not, it's if, not you, easy. if you saw our effortless performance on the match ball afterwards, <laughs> how could you possibly say it? It's true, like you two, know, there's a game, there's a coughing and spluttering well, our way through it. Yeah, but there's a, there's a game flowing, and then there's a statistic pops up on screen and showing that they're targeting drama. What's he going to do apart from comment on it? Even though he did sound a bit thick. It's, it's, I mean, as we'll as we'll come on to soon, the Midlands accent doesn't do people any favours in that regard either it's funny I, I, you know, I was at a wedding on Monday and we were just west of uh, of Birmingham just over towards Shropshire but the, the couple live in Birmingham when a lot of I've enjoyed a lot of Midlands accents mm. over the last 72 hours I do yeah they, they did <laughs> yes we want to be together etc right what else have we got then um, anything else from Arsenal or was it all kind of said and done last night I mean, the one thing of the second half is that as much as they did score two goals and we were rubbish they didn't actually Carver's open particularly. The goals they scored were mistakes for, mm. on our part. I mean, the Melier one is... I, I guess we've let him have the header from the corner in the first place, mm. but if he stood in front of his line, he saves it, and then the Cooper one is just... A, you know. Yeah, there's, and it's the same with the Wolves goal. Just came from a badly defended set piece, and Bielsa did one of his... Wolves uh, didn't come from a badly defended set piece? Yes, it did. 
Well, they broke down the right and beat Jackie and crossed it. Was it was a set piece. It was a free that, kick in their half. That well, they, they booted into the corner. What's his face gets around Harrison and puts it in the box. It's a that set piece. Feel, that doesn't feel like a set piece to me. Well, what the fuck else is this? <laughs> well, a set piece is like, I, I think of defending set pieces when you put one into the box. And yeah. Well, they struggle did to defend it. via the wing. Yeah, but they've passed it first. That becomes a normal game once they've passed it to the wing. But it's not a normal game situation because everybody's back defending the free kick. How far back do you have to go for it to count as a set piece? One kick. <laughs> we but it wasn't one kick because there, there was a kick, a dribble, a cross, right. a shot that was, was blocked, and then a follow up. Do you know what? Only one net. player touched it. I agree with you both. There was only one player touched <laughs> it. Take the free kick, and he goes to, and I wish I could remember his name, and he has the tomato, Nelson Tomato. And then he goes into the box, and it's a goal. He passes it across the box, and it's a goal. There's no, nothing there's a, else. There's a blocked shot first. Yeah, after he's put it in, but he, so at what? I mean, let's was, talk about something less contentious like Tyler. At what Roberts. point on the corner? <laughs> at what point on the corner? The corner's played and it gets flicked on. Oh, it's not a set piece anymore because somebody's touched it. But no, because that's part of a routine anyway. This was part of a this routine. Is, it, was is, pre, it was pre. It was pre by Wolves anyway. Um, Get in touch. Was it a set piece or not? It, it, everybody will tell you that was a set piece they goal. Won't. Bielsa did this a little while ago, where he does a breakdown of all the goals that we've conceded and why he's not worried, and pointed out that. I can't remember his time frame because I can't remember exactly when he did it, but we he only had one goal that we conceded on the counter. And it was Southampton, wasn't mm. it? So it was after the Southampton game. So it's apart from that. So the worry about was being, you know, really open defensively and teams carving through as he was like, well, we've only conceded one goal from those situations. Everything else is like the Wolves game and the two last night where whether the Wolves one was a set piece or not, it was definitely Harrison made a mess of the defending of it and then Cooper couldn't get across in time. So it was... Um, the way you solve it and that's what Bielsa's thing is is like can you identify the solution and the solution against Arsenal last night is Liam don't head the ball like that <laughs> and then we don't concede that goal so it's kind of on the one hand you can take that as a, a huge morale lifting positive it's like all we have to do is not head the ball like that but then also it's really really frustrating because it's like if you just don't head the ball like that and then we might actually win a football match Should we move on to Wolves because that was uh, a happier outcome um, Oh and it does feel like like the wind has been taken out of our sails a little bit due to the events of um, Arsenal last night. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, Toby Lerone is right at the top of the comments here as well, who was, who was happy with a big turnaround. Um, do you feel like it was a turning point? Because that's been identified by a number of people. We've had Toby, uh, Boney M have been in touch, Finger Mouse, Moscow's Love Child, that's two separate people, Pete, and then you've got Ralph, who's Phil and Moscow's West Stand friend, Bob McMayday. It feels like not all these names are real. <laughs> Um, Marvin and Adsham have all been in touch just just on that it felt to me like it was a, a turning point it felt like a moment with a capital M did that like goal what do you reckon did at the time but we've realised we're crap again now. we're oh. not crap <laughs> no, no I don't. We're, not, we're not crap again no, I don't not. think we are like, I'm, I've brushed off last night's game and like ah well never mind whereas like I've been properly devastated at times unnecessarily so momentum is momentum but then you compare the lineups and it's a bit like it's not quite on the level of losing in the JPT with the 21s but it's close to just oh look, it's just a cup and we still have the league momentum so don't be so down I mean speaking of people being down Joe because we, we went about your wife again we send out the um, we said we, absolutely sick of your negativity we send out the feedback form before <laughs> um, and Joe submitted it before the game as I <laughs> That's bet a, I, that is a brave move as I bet I can predict the talking points another loss no nope. where was the midfield wrong you're a fool Joe only partially Roberts is terrible no Moscow said he was great and what was Cooper doing? Cooper was had his best game of the season. Now, if he'd have been talking about the Arsenal game, <laughs> he would have been absolutely spot on. But he wasn't. So he was only half right, was Joe. Why don't we listen to Marvin, who is asking which European Cup we can still 
realistically qualify for now that we're amazing I again. That's the what Anglo-Italian, Anglo is it that one? We could sneak the uh, conference league, couldn't we? Into Toto. Genoa away on a Tuesday or something. It'd be great, though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a Scaravi derby. Brilliant. Mm. But there was, there was plenty of loads of people dead happy with what happened with the, the ending at, at Wolves. People, you know, not like ignoring our shortcomings. You went very high then. I did. I did. It's just my voice is <laughs> knackered. <laughs> people. <laughs> yeah, I think generally speaking, people left the ground, I guess, happier with a point than you would have probably expected to be because of the way it finished and because of the the atmosphere and the fact it felt like we'd overcome a certain cheating presence in Wolves, which to me, cheating is, is it too harsh a word? I don't know. Did we get, well, let's get on to the actual, time management. Yeah, lo time management. Loads of people picked out the uh, the tactics of Wolves. Paul, Liam, Johnny, Dom, Joe, Chris, Tom, Gary, thank you very much for uh, for your comments and your feedback on this. Uh, did you see, what's his face, um, Raul Jimenez justifying his, uh, his fish-like dive into the air? You see that on Twitter. You see the exchange. Yeah, Somebody... If there's another angle, if yeah. there's a replay from another angle, you'll you'll, you'll definitely see, the con see what happened. Contact. Which he's saying probably you know full well. Nobody will find another replay. Oh yeah, the tapes have been destroyed, but the the one that uh, that they got rid of definitely shows that I was right. But by the, the, the grassy knoll tape is that mm -hmm. that one? Yeah, uh, Dom actually picks out a very. There good was point. another gunman. <laughs> Thinks wolves need to hire Rob Price to stop their cramp crisis. I'm not sure putting the beast and butcher in there is going to. Help him, is it? We could, but maybe we could strip Jimenez for parts to rebuild for sure. Don't want his faulty head. No, I did watch this game back in in its entirety actually because I was annoyed about several things, and he he did cheat, did Jimenez. He he admittedly was kicked on occasion, but never hard. And the one he went down um, with quite early, it was about ten minutes in when Cooper was going down holding his face. Mm. And like Cooper, he got a bit of forearm somewhere around his cheek. Do you want me to demonstrate on you again? <laughs> but it won't have hurt that much. And then he lay on the floor pretending like he might. He thought maybe his jaw was was dislodged. He was going, oh, oh, we oh, were doing the looking for the broken bones rather than the blood this time. Yeah, because it was a it was a, a side of face impact. So we had to go for the like, yeah. oh, maybe you've maybe uh, you've shattered maybe my jaw, you've dislodged my yeah, jaw. Yeah, rather than the yeah. Surely I'm surely I'm bleeding after that challenge, which is what most footballers do. Mm. And then there were a few others as well. There was the yeah the click one. There was the Dan James one where like these are ones where I think he did get the tiniest of touches, but he goes down at the wrong time. Is his main issue? He waits like it's only a fraction of a second, but it really is noticeable when someone when the contact comes and then the dive comes afterwards. And I think because he's such a big unit as well, it just doesn't really work. It's like when Hasselbank used to dive and he looked such a because he looks like he weighs about fifteen stone because he's quite a lump. He just used to th like thud on the ground. You think. Really? I'm not sure that's... Uh, I'm not sure... There's no sort of... Um, there's no artistry to it. Like little Dan James, when he goes flying through the air, it sort of looks natural. Or Jeffy Gellhart. Exactly. Well, who, who was ridiculously... A brutal chopped. assault. It was awful, wasn't it? It was a foul. Yeah. He... I think um, that pause before the referee gave it, though, I think was the referee going, he's made a real meal of that. But, Has he made yeah. enough of a meal of it that I need to not give it? Or... Was there actually a foul there that he's made? Yeah. He's the, taken well, there's, there's of. a split second calculation going in there, which also factors in VAR these days as mm. well. In the fact that if I don't give it and then VAR do, I'm going to look more silly yeah, than so if I just give it and then VAR overturn it. If yeah. he didn't give it, it's in, it'd be interesting to see if VAR did because from what we've seen this season, they probably wouldn't. Mm. I will. I will say it did which, feel like an age in the ground, didn't it? From, it really from, did. From, I was like, come on, low, do low. something, and he went. Slow, think, move, hands to face. Toot. Is that a blown the whistle? Is it going to be a yellow card for diving? Is yeah. it going to be a penalty? 
Who you, knows uh, which way? <laughs> when you watch it back, you can see the sh- in the slow motion kind of separates it because you see the there's the shove and the, the legs coming in and there's um, Semedo commits the foul, but there's another player um, very close to him. And you think, oh yeah, there's a foul. And then on the slow motion, you then see him going, Joffy. Um, and yeah, that's what sort of nearly backfired. And, but, he took me down. Well, he did. And it was, uh, yeah, it was a penalty. So I went very high then. Um, speaking of the referee, we need to um, segue neatly into the tackle on Rafinha. And I think Rafinha, because he did a bit of a, a jump into the air when he was caught, ironically, I thought that probably was to his detriment. I think he jumped in the air because he'd had his ankle. Like, well, yeah, genuinely had done. Twatted yeah. by the weight of a man's studs on his on his ankle. Yeah, there were a lot, a lot of people um, were, were kind of were picking up on this and Saez and the general reaction to it and the reaction of the referee to it as well. And people saying that, do we not make enough of a fuss, essentially? That's Tom, about... Tom from Virginia makes this very point. He said, should Leeds players be more demonstrative? Yeah, because that's that's the thing. If you if you roll around more or stay down, whereas actually Rafinha, he went down holding his ankle, then he just got up and looked pissed off about it. Yeah, he didn't seem to actually. If I get the feeling, if he lays down and and rolls around a bit longer without actually getting up, maybe VAR will go. Well, he seems to be injured here. Maybe we should have another. Maybe we should go back and watch the tape. Whereas it it seems obvious they probably didn't because. I well, mean, they, the, referee, they, the referee they gave everything. They said they look at everything, but they don't because <laughs> the referee gave the referee gave the yellow card for a handball. I don't even know the rule on this either. Can you have a handball for the yellow card and then another one for the for the ham yeah, a yellow for the handball and then a yellow for the, the kicking of I ankle? Think what should have happened was that VAR should have said that was a really bad foul, send him off. Mm. Re- yeah. Get re- you can do the old Not yellow, yellow. card. <laughs> handball, Cross no out. ankle, then, uh, yes. Yeah, and then send him off for and that. And he could have t- pointed at his ankle, couldn't he, and said like Ooh, naughty, yeah. wagged his finger and like, made a real show of it. I think what stopped our players making a big deal of it and what kind of made the whole situation weird was how difficult it was to spot mm. on the pitch. It took a replay to see that. Like, I'm not even annoyed that the referee didn't see it because I don't think anybody really knew what the hell was up with Rafinha when he went down. It was a little bit like the um, the Harvey Elliott one in that sense because after, after Stroke cleanly won the ball and left him in a, a heap, plays going on and everyone's like, what's up with him? And then you see on the replay, oh, he's, you know, his ankles in two different postcodes. And it was the same with this, where oh, he gave the handball and that's and nobody can really work out what's up with Rafinha. And him saying, well, he's just done my ankle. The referee might think, oh, well, you know, this is just a product of anger. You don't really mean it. But that's where whoever's in the VAR tank should have been <laughs> all over it and say, send the dirty get off. And from the cop, I didn't see it. I have to say, I mean, it's admittedly a long way from where I'm where I'm sat. But when you see the still of it, when you actually see where the ball is when he makes contact with his ankle, it's like meters away because it's because it's right it's right by his hand at the other end of his body. So like he's missed the he's missed the ball by such an enormous distance with his foot. And let's draw draw the parallels with what happened with Harvey Elliott and the red card that resulted in that incident. Everybody else followed the game, didn't they, with Harvey Elliott? Like, in the same way, the ball was was over there. Nobody quite knew what had gone on with Rafinha. Everyone, had he, has he taken a dive? Has he actually been caught? Game kind of continued. The handball was given, whatever. And then it was only afterwards when he hobbled off. Everyone went, oh, shit. He must have actually caught him. Mm. That sounds bad. And then, you know, they went back and looked at the replays of Harvey Elliott, saw that his leg was hanging on by a mere thread. And um, and this, he got sent off as a result. So, you know, are we are we not judging on outcomes anymore? No. Ah. Depends on the week, doesn't it? It depends on if, if clopped refereeing, as I said the depends other day. On the colour of the shirt. Mm, I, I do think so. I do think they they referee things in a more what's the right word? Biased. 
Yeah, but more intensely is the word I was thinking of. Um, cheaty, a more cheaty way. On the higher profile games, like the televised games, if it's Leeds against Liverpool, I genuinely think there is more, I'm going to use the term care, but I mean, from their point of view, they feel like they're, they're exerting more care over that fixture than some of the other just random fixtures. Certainly. Because you see such inconsistencies in the referee. Uh, loads of people, by the way, singling out the crowd. Kit, Aiden, and uh, Pez, Dom, Gillian and Wayne, thank you, Elliot. From 70 minutes onwards, it was just outstanding which we mentioned in the match ball. So well done the, us as well for this was a, it, an, it out. This was another reason I wanted to watch it back to work out where exactly... It, what was the thing? It flipped. And I think it kind of built a little bit before then, but there was the... the do you remember the Wolves free kick right on the edge of the box, which was another one where Jimenez went down in installments? That seemed to really piss everyone off. And after, from that moment on, everyone was like, nah, fuck it. Into them now. Yeah. Like, let's have them. They're not, they're not going to win doing this. It's that, it's that even if they don't score... So even if they do score now from this free kick, which they won't because it was too close. It's ironic, isn't it, just touching on that for a second, that with that free kick at the edge of the area, I confidently dismissed that as being too close to go in. He won't get that up and over the wall there. But when Rodrigo had a penalty in the last minute, I was convinced that was never going to go in, just to draw the two the parallels between the two. But yeah, there was kind of a, a switch at which, yeah, when you get that late in the game and it's kind of, well, it doesn't really matter what happens now, I just need to get my anger out. Mm. And that, that seemed to be the, the trigger for it. And then obviously... When Gellhart started doing his thing as well, because he had a few before the penalty decision, he had a few little runs, didn't he? Where mm. and the shot that was really well tipped over the bar. So it, yeah, it just all it all just built and built did the atmosphere in the last uh, the last twenty minutes, and it was uh, it was good because like I think I mentioned this in the match ball that it felt like a, people didn't quite know what to do for a while because mm. everyone was like, oh, we're losing. It's not we're not playing badly. We are losing to Wolves. How should we, how should we react to this? And you can go one or two ways, and it can't. You can kind of wander out the mm. stadium and sulk. Or you can do what we did, which was get pissed off about it, which I think is the best way to go. We, we were talking afterwards after we'd finished, weren't we, doing the match ball. We were saying how, how ridiculously juvenile our behaviour had become <laughs> in that stadium, like some hurling abuse at people and the ref. And then, you know the cat here, but yeah. he's just going, fuck off, ref, fuck off, fuck off. Hey, you, get him. stand up. What he's are you doing? <laughs> Make him take the throw, ref. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. He's not got cramp. Play on. Get him off the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Did it overspill into the studio? That's the question because a couple of people picked up on the te- the tension between us, Moscow. How will we cope? Um, Argy Bargy and Jack both saying, uh, I thought, well, Argy Bargy in particular says, we, we obviously have some issues, you and I, Moscow. Uh, we need to take it outside, boys, and not on the podcast. Don't have any issues with yeah. you. No. Just, I... just issues with the shit you constantly talk. Exactly. That's, and that's <laughs> what it's about. I mean, Craig, I gave him a lift home. I mean, we did. We sat in stony silence and I dropped him off three miles from home, made him walk. No, I didn't. I dropped him off right by his flat. It's, were, not, it's only it's football, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's all fine. But so you like, were bang wrong about Robert, so yeah. But you know, as we were saying, like live broadcasting difficult. <laughs> you often talk shit, and that's the, the point. Uh, on that point, it was the um, it was pointed out, and I can't find their name now. But it was uh, that's that, because you are incompetent. That pass out of play in stoppage time that was the issue with Robert's Rodrigo's fault, right? And when you watch it back, it's because they were going for a give and go. And Rodrigo kind of moves and then stops and Roberts plays the pass. And you can always tell with the players, Rodrigo immediately hands up, apologises and then gives him a big round of applause and said, you did the right thing, I did the wrong thing. Sympathy, and it's, um, sympathy round of applause. <laughs> and it's kind of, it's an important point to draw out because that incident is one that has been, you know, the whole, has fed into the whole Roberts' shit hype machine and it wasn't his fault. So that's one at least we can move into the neutral column and uh, which is so desperate to do and then <laughs> the, well. sigh, the sigh in your voice then told the story and we are we are baiting you on purpose about this yeah. because the, the thing is people distill the stuff we say here into things that it's not 
necessarily. You know, it's like I like it's not that you're necessarily the biggest fan of Roberts in the world. It's just the the same conversation it's, happens all the time. We know yeah. what his limitations with most are. of with most opinions. There's a there's a huge spectrum of it, which is Roberts is actually really good, which is Moscow's, and then Roberts is <laughs> Roberts is League One at best. You but the, the truth actually is somewhere in the middle. Like yeah. he's he's sometimes fine. Yeah. He's sometimes not. Well, I said. I mean, when I tried to put it to bed like two and a half months ago, I said he got his contract. We can go through it again with Roberts. He got his contract in the summer because buying a replacement for him would cost about 20 million quid and it's not worth it when we've got Gelhart and Greenwood coming through. So this season, as we said, is... Does that mean we can sell him for 20 million pounds? No, oh, but to get, okay. to get some... I mean, we could sign Joe Willock as an equivalent player and that's 25 million quid. It's mm. the price market... And we don't need to because Gelhart and Greenwood will spend this season taking his shirt off him. And if they don't manage to do it, it's because Roberts has suddenly blossomed into the player that we'd love him to become because we could do with a better player. So that's his, his season. But then I just don't understand the motivation of what a thrilling match the Wolves game was with so many interesting things to talk about. And we even said afterwards that we hardly mentioned Somerville. And one of the first things and one of the dominant conversations afterwards was Roberts' shit. And it's kind of, you take everything that happened in the Wolves game and all the one Gelhart being brilliant, the tackle on Rafinha, um, the 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 way we conceded the goal was Harrison good enough? Did James play up front? Was that effect? So many different things. And then the one, but the one dominant thing that everybody wants to talk about all day, every day. If you look on Twitter, the Leeds United can't tweet a thing now without people going, "Yeah, Roberts is shit though." It's like, and then I get accused of being obsessed with him. It's very strange, which you are. <laughs> he's not he's not let's be nice we don't want to have another another he'll, fallout he'll be gone soon imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with bowl and branches organic cotton sheets in a recent customer survey 96 percent replied that bowl and branch sheets get softer with every wash start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee plus get 15 percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. To the reactions of the Wolves fans now then. And who do we have, Michael? What have you found out there on the internet? Capital T, capital I. I found Mr. Miami, first of all. Will Um, Smith? No. Massimo Cellino. No, he, he paid all of his taxes as this guy, as far as I'm aware. I'm surprised you don't know him, Moscow. He's a, he's a TikTok star. 
TikTok's a big place. Oh, okay. I've not, I've not, I've not been there. But yeah, he's from he's from Miami, as his name suggests. But his mum was from Birmingham, and now he's in Wolverhampton as a student. And Wolves have, for some reason, got him doing these guide two videos right. before, before away games. So he, I mean, Leeds is not bad in fairness because there's some stuff here. But he, it goes, he like it goes to some really nice places. He goes to like Watford and stuff. And no, no, went, no, I don't mean not Watford's not a really nice place to go to. No, but like when in the Watford one, he goes to like Taco Bell and he's looking <laughs> at Weatherspoons, going, "Oh, it's this is pretty cool and stuff." But in Leeds, he went. He went to the stadium, but then he went to the the Thackeray Medical Museum, and I just kind of liked him. I know it's not. It shouldn't really be my thing, and I'd as much as I'd love to hate him, I can't help but find him quite addictive to watch. I'm between Alice and Thomas. You're gonna go for Thomas. Thomas works as a night soil collector. He lives alone. I pick up feces. Now let's pick up some feces, baby. We headed to Disease Street. Now we just headed into the Disease Street exhibit. Look at Buddy in the window, though. Now this is a good exhibit. Back in the day, the UK didn't have a really good system for getting rid of waste and stuff like that. So it would get into the meat and stuff like that. Looking over to my left, you see like a, a exhibit of a butcher. You can see the skin on the floor, the furs on the floor. You got the meat hanging. It even smells like it in here. Oh my God, what is going on? The Thackeray Museum of Medicine has some very interesting exhibits. I even jumped on the theater table to see if I could feel any spirits. Then it was time to head out for afternoon tea, baby. I know that's right. I know that's right is his, his little catchphrase. His catchphrase. He says it an awful lot. See, I'm, I'm not quite sure what's going on in that clip there, but I really liked it. He's quite, yeah, I'd quite happily pay for him to give me a tour of the, um, of the museum. Now, I'm not sure his knowledge is perfect. He was, it. he was very enthusiastic about Disease Street, wasn't he? Yeah, at the start, there's like a wheel at the start where I think you pick a character. I've not actually been, which I should have done really because it's in yeah. Leeds, but yeah. you, I think you spin a wheel and then you pick you pick a character and then you kind of learn about them as you go right. through it. The feces so, collector. So he's the feces collector. I'm going to Disease Street. It's the <laughs> M606's Disease Street, as it's known <laughs> locally. Yeah. He lives alone. But then he, go, he goes for an afternoon tea, which I don't think he's done before, which is also quite charming. Afternoon tea had me feeling like, is this all for me? I know that's why. I couldn't wait to dive in, baby. All right, guys. I got me some Yorkshire Yorkshire tea. Let's just try it out. I'm loving this teacup or this teapot. My little... Th- oh, I'm a little teapot, short and stout. This is my hey, handle. Hey, this is hey. my spout. Add some milk to that. I don't know how much milk. Ooh, that look like enough. And they got sugar cubes, baby. Nah, I ain't never, ever, never have I ever, but I guess that's... One sugar. Let's see what we got going on, baby. I believe Yorkshire tea is manufactured here. Where it's made remains a mystery, at least to me. That's some good tea. That is some good tea. I know that's right. <laughs> I love the idea that Wolverhampton is so culturally backward that they have to send him out to places like Taco Bell and for a cup of tea. Look at the world out there. He somehow makes putting a sugar cube in a cup of tea seem exciting, though. I know, that's right. It made me think it's a long time since I've used a sugar cube. Hmm. Yeah. Funny that, because I was at the wedding at the weekend, and that's exactly what, you know, they, they put sugar cubes on your table for the, the coffee after the uh, after the dinner, and mm-hmm. I thought, that, I haven't had a sugar cube in a while, and I'm not a horse. Because it's uh, a lot of fun to just take them slowly down into the coffee, isn't it? Mm. And watch the coffee. Watch it. Rise Consume up it into the sugar cube, and then it disintegrates, and then he can stir it. It's quite a, a meditative. I know that's right. Thing, <laughs> yes. I was wondering if he's. It's uh, there's times in this where it sounds like he's got that on like a pre-recorded button. It's like, oh, he's just, oh, this tea's bloody. Oh, I'm bored now. That that cream buns rubbish. 
And oh, that's right. <laughs> Christ. What am I doing with my life? Where are they going to send me next? Watford. Oh, thank God there's a Taco Bell. I know that's right. I hate myself. <laughs> I know that's right, baby. Yeah. I quite enjoyed him anyway. It, admittedly, when you've heard him say, I know that's right, a dozen times in the space of two minutes, you do start going and going. He's oh. gone from yeah. being cutesy to Jedward there. I think it me. probably works on TikTok because that's very short videos. Yeah. Whereas in a put into a what is almost a documentary of seven minutes in Leeds, um, it, it does it does wear a bit thin. But I, I enjoyed him all the same. Yeah, he's very good. Makes and there'll probably be a rush of people going to uh, Thackeray Medical Museum now. You're going to take the twins, aren't you? Of course, I'm. It's great. It'd be a great day out. This I want, is, this I want is Disease Street, the, boys. Here, boys, this is Disease Street. Go collect some feces. <laughs> going to tell him that the, the UK didn't have good sewage or something, which is basically as well as he explains it. I'm a butcher with skin on the floor. <laughs> right. Uh, on to Finners then. Tell me about Finners. Finners, he's a man who's recording live in Ellen Road and he's starting on, he's talking about the atmosphere um, and it's the start of the game and then it's it's in the last 20 minutes, but he's just, he's a bit overwhelmed by it. Well, they're not used to hearing people doing those. Seems not. No. Yeah, Mullinex is quite quiet. I drove past Mullinex when I was in Wolverhampton. It's always it's always a thrill to see a football ground, isn't it? Hmm. It's always a nice little treat. It didn't look like I expected it to look. How did you expect it to look? I always expect football stadiums to be to to be in a big open expanse. I think maybe because Ellen Road is in a big open expanse, and yeah, it's kind of tucked in behind some flats in the um, in the university area. Is Mullinex? It should have been big. I think we discussed last year about how the the plans to turn it into like the biggest stadium in the world and it was going to have a roof and frosted windows and all kinds of like between the stands and the pitch yeah it's going to have glazing and all that kind of stuff and it never really happened so in the uh, you can have glazing between the stands and the pitch yes when was that like it was a 50s plan I'm sure there was some it's stadiums, a 50, 50 uh, stadium plan where the referees are in the box over the pitch and all that jazz I'm sure there were some stadiums that actually did it and just realised condensation was <laughs> immediately a, a big issue this is a real problem none of us can see everything <laughs> And also in the fifties, probably didn't have proper like laminated shatterproof glass either. So occasionally, if a if a hard kick went into the crowd, mm. you would get a shard of glass in your face. But <laughs> well, you know, anyway, back to Finners. Part of the thrill. Let's, anyway, Finners is um, he's enjoying the atmosphere and, and enjoying Ellen Road for after talking about stadiums. Proper stadium, proper atmosphere. By proper stadium, I mean it looks like it's about to fall down. I'm very scared. But yeah, loud, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah, it's good. It's good atmosphere. Can't breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> Good. It's nice to know. That. I mean, I know that you know times are a bit tough for us when we're languishing at the bottom of the Premier League. But it's nice to know that we're well thought of in that regard. Isn't and it? we've got a bit of a bit of something about us. I think yeah. you, you saw that game last night at the Emirates. No, no one was having a great time there, were there? No one's gonna. No one's. No away fans are gonna come away from there going, "Oh, what a mm. what a place." I know Cody Drama seems to enjoy playing there, but no one else. No one else ever enjoys it. Right. So this is this the penalty then? This is him doing the penalty. I mainly like this because you you hear a really good roar, and normally you you hear this from people filming it in the Leeds end, which means you can normally hear one person more than anyone mm. else going nah, ah, or something, and it kind of ruins. Who do you it. sit near? <laughs> Whereas this, because it's in the away end, you get you get silence from the people nearby, but you can just hear the full stadium doing it, and it's, oh, it's I look great. To this here we go. Leeds penalty, probably about three minutes to go by the time. It did look like a little bit of a penalty. Come on, Star.
Discord. Discord. <laughs> Did I hear some bad language in the crowd? I hope not. That we might need to apologise for. I think just as he was about to uh, take it, there may have been a, a C-bomb in the background. That's that's warmed my cockles as, as hearing that. that. Nice, isn't it? it? It wasn't that that was being... I didn't shouted. notice. I just noticed the passion and, and volume from the Leeds fans. I did tweet something like this from the, the Square Ball account. It was somebody up on the uh, the gantry, I think, had filmed. It wasn't you, was it, Moscow, no, on the gantry that filmed this one? That's the gantry gong, sorry. Um, I think it was LS11. Yeah. Filming. Um, yeah, so I linked to, the, to their media on um, on Twitter, and it's that just that half second of intake of breath just as he's running up to strike it because, you know, you've got to, you've got to breathe in before you shout, No! Or go, Yes! And everyone, like 36,000 people or whatever, all went... <gasps> At the same time, and there's just that moment of silence before the ball hits the net, and it was just amazing. I enjoyed that, and you could hear it in that clip. So I'll rewind thirty seconds, and you can hear it again. Right, okay, next one. So Finn is he's back home now, giving his um, his overview of the game, and he, he still seems to quite like us and be very reasonable about everything. They need to stop doing this, don't they? Mm. Yeah, fair play to Leeds. I thought the atmosphere, their performance was brilliant, and they deserved a point. I hate being sort of nice, but yeah, you've got to say they were. If you could not throw coins at our players that would be ideal but you know you can't have everything great away day nonetheless another one to tick off but yeah I hope you enjoy the video that was very reasonable of you, can't, you can't have everything can you no. <laughs> I don't think he's ask. and he kind of I think he's probably acknowledging like yeah they were they kind of deserved it some of them those fake cramps they deserved a bit of stuff thrown at them yeah. it, I think it, we're just encouraging them to get up mm. weren't we there should maybe be some kind of exchange system where you can get some soft fruit on your way into the south stand and throw that instead, so we at least get the get to take the um, take the anger out, but with less of a risk. <laughs> just, so I'm just thinking, was it was it when Luis Figo went from Barcelona to Real Madrid or the other way around and yeah. uh, threw a pig's head at him? Yeah, and and I believe was it a scooter as well? And most of yeah. threw a moped. I don't know if I can't. Keith Stroud did that straight him. Clear that off the pitch. Have you seen? Sorry, just on Stroud. Have you seen? There's a petition being launched by QPR fans for Stroud never to. Uh, <laughs> To referee their games again because he's not making any more friends in the, fo- it's in the football. Good to know he's league. still popular. Mid pigs ear of their game. Sorry, you were going to say yeah about the, the the moped. I don't think it. I can't remember if it was Figo, but certainly yeah, a, a moped being thrown off the <laughs> upper tier. It was. I don't think it was on the pitch. I think it was into the uh, lower tier of some fans. God um, so not, not as funny now. I remember being at, at Leeds Festival. In, I guess it was probably two thousand. I think it was the first year I'd ever had been, and Daphne and Celeste played, and someone threw a wheelchair at them. Oh, which was which is great commitment. I would say I don't know who's it. I don't know if someone. I mean, if someone had been tipped out at first, I guess that's that makes it a bit more sinister. But I like to think someone was so pissed off they stood up out of it and just wanged it on stage. I mean, if people get annoyed with me for sticking up for Tyler Roberts, let's not go too far down the uh, Daphne and Celeste angle. One of them was blind in one eye, and people are throwing a wheelchair at them for crying out loud. U G L Y, you ain't got no alibi. Right, um, this guy, dazzling Dave, the Wolves fan, dazzling Dave. I bet he's fun at parties. We had him last year. He was the one who described Triaro's goal as a thunderstrike. All oh, right, but he's outside in the, the kind of southwest corner, and he's also another 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 Leeds fanboy. The, the Premier League it needs to make bastards of all of us, doesn't it? Everyone needs to be bastards like our fans are. <laughs> anyway, let's hear from Dazzling Dave. 
they literally just come out the uh, the ground, Ellen Road, as you can imagine. And uh, the first thing that I've got to say is it's a, it's one one. Obviously, it's a light, light, light goal from Leeds. It's a penalty. Uh, but you have to say, in all fairness, being a Wolves fan, I actually think they deserve the point. Leeds. Um, I thought their crowd actually it's the best away crowd that I've been to fans in terms of their singing that I've been to any of the games this season they really got behind their team and spurred their team on and second half it was pretty much one way traffic mm, stop being nice about us because uh, I, I like to think if that was us we'd say diving little prick about Gelhart and would say they didn't deserve that I'm glad <laughs> we shit housed our way through that game I mean I'm sure if they'd have won they'd have said oh we, you know we saw the game out and all this sort of stuff, but you know, they, there was generally an acknowledgement that they were they were kind of lucky. And then I went to Wolves Fancast, which is a, a Wolves podcast, leaving YouTube, trying to find some some sort of annoyance, but not really. No, this, no. this was their, their they were talking about the um, the tackle on Rafinha here, and again, just being incredibly fair about it. You know, if you were trying to take off your old gold tinted spectacles, could you could there be a, a claim for a red card there? Anybody want to be the full guy on that decision? It's 100% a red card. <laughs> I mean, like you, I I couldn't understand what all the fuss was about. I thought, well, mm. it's, it's handball. What are, you, what are you crying for? I didn't see. I didn't, it didn't, it looked nothing to me. Yeah. Uh, until I've got home and watched match today, half cut last night. And yeah. And you can't be do, tackling like that in 2021. It's just silly. It's how it, it might be accidental, but it's reckless and it's a red card. Simple mm. as. I can't believe they didn't, he didn't even go, well, I can't because they're completely inept. The fact that there was no even talk about checking red card from VAR. Just completely baffling. Have we got anything contentious from the Wolves fans? Come on, we need something. They're mostly annoyed about their own team. That's the thing, because they started the season attacking. And then... The Perry Perry Burnley. But they weren't winning any games. And now they've gone into this thing where they're getting results. But they've gone very defensive and very boring to watch and doing all the things. So I don't think they're necessarily enamoured about the time wasting and the, the feigning injuries that was going on like we've seen from other fans in the past like when Sheffield Wednesday were doing it to us in the championship and all that fans were like that's the best thing we've ever seen which it was well, like Burnley, Burnley fans really kind of relish it don't yeah. they it's like yes we got away with some some should have been red cards and then and then kept the ball in a corner for 70 minutes and they're like yes that was a good day out Whereas, do you want um, scooter update by the way yeah before uh, and I've realised this was 2001 so I don't want to give any... Uh, Scooter, another um, 2000s Jump music style, style. yeah, uh, group. Um, so I don't want to give any of our... What's younger, your favourite Scooter song? Um, they did a cover of uh, <laughs> Ticento by... Um, oh, I can't remember <coughs> the name of... Um, oh, uh, the name has escaped me of the, the original Italian group that performed in the 80s. There's a really good website, by the way, for looking up music called everyhit.com. Ticento, T-I, it means I feel you. I'm now on... It has a brilliant lyric in it, which when it translates, it goes, um, I feel you, beautiful undersea statue. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking back at Scooter's first... Is it Maria Baha? Well, I've got Move Your Ass, which hit number 23 in October 1995. Rebel Yell, he did a version of that, May 1996. No, just after we'd lost to Villa in the... (laughs) Does it not ring any bells in the League Cup final now? He did I'm Raving. Late that year, then he's uh, he's just left it for a bit. Then six years later, do we know num- if he's still raving? Or is number he still- two, the big hit, the logical song. Mm, that was the one, wasn't it? Mattia Bazaar, Ticento, they covered that. I feel you, or I hear you. Um, and then yeah, they got the singer back in as uh, she 
the plot of the video as she's performing at an opera and gets shot, even though members of Scooter are acting as like a security team. Mm. Um, one of them dives in front of the bullets to try and save her, but he misses in slow motion and it still goes anywhere anyway. So what <laughs> what you take from this is that if you let Scooter cover one of your songs and they'll like come and perform it for mm. us, make sure somebody doesn't like want to shoot you because there'll be no help. Mm. But the Scooter in question in 2001 was Internazionale supporters stole it from an Atlanta fan outside the San Siro. As this report points out, they smuggled it into the stadium. How do you smuggle a scooter in the stadium? Past the very rigorous security checks, set it on fire, (laughs) and then threw it from the second tier onto a thankfully empty section of the lower stand, um, aiming for the pitch. So yeah, it was a um, a burning stolen scooter. So you got theft, arson, mm. what criminal damage? That's uh, quite a lot to go at. Yeah, but so don't get ideas. Anybody who's never heard of that before. Did you enjoy Scooter's most recent UK chart hit, which you all know is uh, uh, Mr. Scooter? No, I am Scooter. I'll give you a clue so you can the see. Scoot Boys. No, I'll give you. I'll give you, <laughs> I'll give you a clue. June two thousand and eight. What were you doing in June two thousand and eight? Mm, was the Euros on? Probably. I, I don't know. What was the, what was your point? What were you listening to then in your in your headphones? Was Christ, it scooter? Doof, doof, doof. What was it? Jumping, it's jumping scooters, <laughs> jumping all over the scooters. Nearly jumping all over the, the world. Yes, well remembered. Oh, okay. How did it go? Here we go, <laughs> jumping all over right. the world. But Probably. anyway, back to uh, back to propaganda. Yeah, talking wolves were up to who are. There's a little bit of annoyance in this, which is nice, but the um. Can, Again, we, can we play the mixed up kid? Because I, I want to know what this kid's mixed up about. Well, just about his general opinions of of what happened in the game and where Wolves' position is, and I don't know. And he he does have a little bit of hateful leads, which is which is something. Is this the folly of youth we're going to hear? I'd say so. I hope so. Yeah, that penalty was just painful because with the quality that we have in our squad and how Bruno wants to play, we should be beating Leeds by about five or six. Because Leeds are doing terribly right now. Probably going through a second season syndrome. Bielsa's looking sort of desperate, I guess, because there's the, the style of play at Leeds is really sporadic. Like, they're playing super narrow. Gel- oh, that Gelhart guy... He really, really, really changed the game around. I have to give props to, to him because he he revived Leeds. And you could make an excuse of, you know, the atmosphere of Leeds because, uh, you know, the atmosphere is pretty good. Like, egging them on, but so was ours. Yeah, I, I can see why everyone hates Leeds now. I remember when Cody got smacked with the ball, like, um, it was Rodrigo who had a shot and Cody went down because he hit his head. And then everyone's booing Cody for being down. Like, come on. And that's why everyone hates Leeds, because we were booing their player who cheated to stop an attack. I wasn't listening to any of that. What film was he watching? Because you hear in the background, he's, he's got a film on the telly. I was trying to work out what it was. I didn't pay any attention to his mm. whatever he was saying. We play Super Narrow, apparently. Isn't that a Nintendo game? <laughs> Very good. Possibly. <laughs> I, I just there was there was a lot of I know it's just stream of consciousness when you kind of do these things, but um, there was a lot to go out in that. Too much for me. Just drifting about, and I don't know where he comes to the opinion that they should be beating us five or six nil. Yeah, no. Or um, Bielsa indeed looking desperate. 
I mean, he looks like a man who's facing challenges at the minute, but that's what football's about, isn't it? Anyway, they, they were mainly very reasonable. So, um, but this this is, as I said, this was like a compilation of, of clips and it goes from one person who is kind of being fairly philosophical about it, accepting maybe, uh, draws a fair result into yeah. someone who's very angry, which is nice. Probably say karma's come, come and got us a little bit, but yeah. Uh, not the end of the world. For 45 fucking minutes, we were holding back trying to contain a Leeds team, which is so good at attacking. Who'd have thought we conceded a last-minute goal? It, it, it's written in the stars. It, it's just frustrating more than anything. <laughs> and on the same channel is the lad who's saying they should have beaten us by five or six, yet the other one's saying... I mean, they're all they're all separate people. In fairness, they right. don't have like they don't they don't speak there's with no, one they don't speak with one voice. I don't think there is like no, a, no coherence. There's if not a sort of narrative direction. One wolf howls and the others all answer. Right. Yeah, there's that. I think, and it does fit the guy who's angry about who was angry is angry about them not trying to beat us five or six nil. And I think the other one is probably saying the same that they are capable in his mind, his crazy messed up mind of beating us five or six nil if they weren't doing this sudden. Uh, defensive stuff that they're all mad about. Right, let's go into the w- the wider world of propaganda now then, which is where we look at all the other stuff that's been said around the uh, the internet. Were there um, any other games this weekend? Oh, may have been. Um, Anything else to enjoy? Who are we picking on now then? Well, it's from the kickoff again, which was a guy we, we went to last week, um, Adam McCullough, who if the setup they have for the, for the kickoff is a lot of people around the table watching... The games. Yeah, got, it's one, of the, it's one got, of the true Geordie shows, isn't it? I yeah. think they've got several screens on the go, but he is the the only Man United fan here. He's with a Liverpool fan and Chelsea fan. Idiot Rory is the Idiot Chelsea Rory's fan, there. Yeah. But fair play to the guy who was just winding him up here. This is after Pogba has just been sent off, um, and he's he's playing it. I think I think it's the Liverpool fan, the guy who's, who's sort of taking the piss, <laughs> and he's he's doing it with such an understatement in, in such an understated way that it's just it's just beautiful. I'm not just starting anywhere, you fucking dick. Did Maybe come on not. stabilize only lasted things. 15 minutes. Yeah. Did come on to stabilize <laughs> things at halftime. To be fair, he did stabilize uh, his own foot underneath. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. that a red. Come on, bro. How was that? No, no, it, was, no, it wasn't. His it wasn't. second foot was on the cage. No, but you can't blame me for having <sighs> fun with this. Bro, do what the fuck you want. I don't care, but that's never a red it, card, bro. It, but it, it is in this scenario because he has just no, been sent off. <laughs> <laughs> that's great but it is because I mean but he but he has been sent yeah. off I don't even so so you've got to say yes we should say um, we had loads of requests for you know Johnny United who's the kid from Bradford who, mm. who was very very angry was the other week wasn't it uh, and he's very all out he's in that camp uh, and he's the one who signs off all his videos after he'll he'll immediately like go from alright then uh, don't forget to like and subscribe guys see, see you later have a nice day <laughs> yeah anyway, he, he didn't but, seem to have done anything he did some live Twitter stuff, I can't remember what it's called now, where you do the audio. So I did try and listen to some of those, but there were loads of other people talking and yeah. he wasn't just shouting over them, which kind of ruined it, because that's, that's what <laughs> that's I want. That's what you want, it? He, he was actually quite enjoying this weekend when I when I looked at his Twitter timeline, because loads of people were saying, oh, actually, do you know what, mate? It proves his point, You were kind of right. And he was like, I know I'm right! I could, just, I could imagine him just yelling at him. Oh, he's said Thanks, guys. Don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs> right, anyway, okay, who have we got then? We've Webby, got... Webby and O'Neill. Webber, yeah. All right, who, yeah. It's like the... Um, the Churchill dog, wasn't it? Was yeah. Webby and O'Neill. Yeah. 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 But, but one of them will make a point and the other will go, yeah. 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 Webby goes, yeah. And yeah. O'Neill talks. But this is uh, this is Webby and he's taking it well. It was an absolute disgraceful performance. Told it, I don't think this bad, felt this bad when my old man passed away. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a claim. Wow. Oh, wow. That is, uh, yeah. 
They really don't like Liverpool, do they? No. No, I mean, I understand. Like, you know, my dislike of Liverpool went up a lot when they beat us and all the fallout from Klopp being on the pitch and Elliot and all that. But when it came to this game on Sunday, it's just orders of magnitude. Big Liverpool it? fan. Yeah. I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, they're all right. Fair enough. You know, they've made them look foolish. Although they won't. That- I think they may have a a villain nomination that we'll be discussing in the the next pod, but um, they were a bit annoying that they didn't make it 10. Yeah. I feel a little bit let down by Liverpool. So maybe that's a good thing that uh, we can come away (laughs) hating both teams. One for... uh, Very distracting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Carry on. No, I I can't. I don't have... uh, (laughs) I can't. I don't have his fortitude. I can't just carry on while somebody's (laughs) yelling in the background. Well, then what else have we got? This is Webby um, just elaborating on how bad it was, but I just enjoyed several things in this. With Manchester United Football Club, you don't have to deserve right to win any game of football, but you've got to deserve right to fight your ass and your balls off for those supporters in that club. And it's Liverpool at home, the most station enemy, and you've thrown up a performance like that. It's an absolute disgrace. And those players want to go home now or refund all those people who've been in that ground today. You know what I mean? There's people still in there and they say, don't get me wrong, so a lot of people left. That's their prerogative, fair enough. But there's still still people singing on 80, 90 minutes there. They don't deserve that. I just met two kids in the lift from New York. New York City. It's not the other side of Salford. It's New York City. They've gone to bed. <laughs> Great. Just gone to bed. That's how bad it was. Come from New York, they've just gone to bed. That's amazing. <laughs> I think they need to, players need to go home or refund them, fight the balls off their ass off, whatever it was. Oh, but yeah, that's how bad it was because they recalled this in the I can't remember what it's called the Scum Hotel, the one mm. that the one that the I think that's what it's called. Those, those wrong ones all own Hotel Football of all things. Yes, so they yeah. they they record in. They've gone to bed. Hotel Football. <laughs> are they supposed to refund the? Do the, they refund the entire trip? It's like Man United lost five nil to Liverpool. Um, admittedly, we had a, a day out at Tatton Park, and it was very nice. The, the, the deal was beautiful. The house was great. But we still want the flights refunded. And it, they had a month, month-long pass on the subway, so you got to divide up the cost of that by 30 for that day's trip. Yeah. Demand it. Demand it back, New York City fans. Otherwise, they're just going to bed. Right. Um, and we've got... Do you think as well, I'm fascinated <laughs> by these two, if they're showing a room and you're, just, you're that bored, Joey and Chandler, annoyed by the game, are they both just like lying face down on single beds in a hotel room, just... In silence, because I believe Gary Neville must pipe his own voice around that. Hotel. I wonder if what's happened here is Webby's gone. I'll take you out for a drink, lads, and they've gone. Oh no, we're actually going to bed. <laughs> Time difference has really done us in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I have a good drink. Oh, right. that good drink. Because I know they say like a a problem shared is a problem half, but I don't think traveling halfway around the world to watch my favorite team lose five nil, and then th- can you imagine then thinking? I'm just going to go back to the hotel and just like lie down for a while. But I don't think that would be, I would feel yeah. um, like I was getting over it if there was somebody else just next to me <laughs> on a, another bed in the room doing exactly the same thing. Just a pair of you just like... A cell of sadness. Yeah, yeah. Misery doesn't need that kind of company. It's just still, it's a little bit too, he's still, he's still upset. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Although, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I suppose yeah. the idea that... Uh, Webby and O'Neill are like the Eric and Ernie of uh, <laughs> Man United fans. Go on then, right, United view. This is a man who, I mean, people talk about the levels of entitlement sometimes with Man United fans. This guy seems to have an, an opinion that you could do, they could have just not bothered. I mean, you were right, by the way, you've said in previous weeks, there's kind of a 
We're Manchester United vibe about a lot of this. Manchester United football. Club. And then they did so we've got no divine right to win, but we are Manchester United. It's interesting with Pepe yeah. that he, he kind of went in a completely yeah. uh, different direction from where that usually goes. It's normally, we're Manchester United, we expect to win. And he's like, we, we don't have any divine right. We've got a, a divine right to arse some balls. Yeah. Uh, right then, let's say this. 15 minutes in, one, two, three, four. Then what's the point coming second half? What was the point in sending us out? Don't set or let us void the game. Let's settle for a 3 0 defeat and refuse to send him out. What was the point in sending us out? And, what was the point? Played, what was it? 4 0 at half time, wasn't it? And you're, you're thinking this. take a 3 0 void. We don't come out. We refuse to play and it goes down as 3 0. No, it goes down as 5. And we're like, oh, God. There was no point in us coming out. I don't think you can do that, can you? I mean, if you don't play the second half the, the sanctions would be massive it's not just that well they'd be never picking mind, on them though yeah. oh, they're, they're picking on us <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't want I to d- play the second half we don't have to I do have a crumb of understanding for the just what is the the the, the least worst we, way we can get out of this but yeah, but you can't you can't just not accept a defeat bigger than 3-0 <laughs> you can't just you can't just go oh, well, well I'll tell you what we'll call it 3-0 yeah if they end up staying up on goal difference then the questions would be asked <laughs> for me it would be the, the Carlos Tevez thing Warnock, the ghost of Warnock, would be coming looming back at them. Just imagine it was cutting back to the Sky Studio as well, and Dave Jones is sat there going, "Well, Manchester United—they've opted not to play the second half." <laughs> yeah, and the idea that that's somehow a less worse scenario because the repercussions of that would be much, much worse than <laughs> you'd have points deductions. Like, no, <laughs> it would—it would be, and even then, like what they're going to say about I know uh, Solskjaer, to my mind, looked hilarious throughout the second half, but what? Are the likes of Webby and O'Neill going to say if their manager is too? Is like, what we need is we need fight, we need arse and balls and fight. Whereas Solskjaer's just like we're not going to play the second half. Actually, we're just going to go and get changed and go home. <laughs> That's not that doesn't work. Nobody's going to be happy about that happening apart from um, Solskjaer's weirdo going slept. like, oh well. <laughs> At least we only lost three 0 and a ten points deduction. <laughs> I like how Solskjaer's become a slightly posh butler. <laughs> Yeah, that's not like how Jeeves, it sounds. Jeeves and or something. The, the guy who's actually... Who's, <laughs> well, how did, like, explain to somebody, if somebody who'd never heard Oli Gunnar Solskjaer speak, what is that voice? Because I know there was the Jan Mulby thing yeah. in the 80s where he, yeah, he yeah, adopted yeah. a Scouse accent, but Solskjaer doesn't even have a mank accent. It's just weird. I think it was Jack Calvert I saw on Twitter describing him as sounding like a Russian who lives in Barnsley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a fair... When he says, the club, yeah. there's something jar about the club. It's just very odd the way he... there, there are hints it, got, it strays between yeah Norwegian and then Mank which actually comes out of something completely different doesn't it it's like someone's put all the ingredients into the cauldron and stirred it and that's what's come out Yeah, the bloke who wanted this game to just not happen in the second half I'm pretty sure just before this they speak to his daughter who is about seven or eight years old and infinitely more knowledgeable <laughs> and sensible about this I've not I've not included her because she's not actually funny enough she's just yeah. she just seems yeah. like Better than most of the pundits just, on telly. Just seems fine, to yeah. be honest. She's just like, yeah, it's, it's kind pressing of... triggers. Like, the Greenwood just wasn't uh, responding, and it, but Tomine never never catches that. Like, I love the shape the out of possession. <laughs> but instead, we get a dad who, who wants to go for half time, and then. Just don't play. And then this is his second bit of his plan. The passion's gone. That's that's Liverpool there. There was no, there was no 50 50. Tack, there, was nothing. there was nothing. There was nothing from a big. Two-foot tackle, let's go for it, let's get the crowd. Well, it was ready. a bad tackle when he got sent off, but... I, I didn't see yeah. it, but if, when you go to VAR, you can't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't see it. I mean, that's the only off. kind of get in there yeah, and, do you know what I mean? Fight, it's pointless doing that five not Do that in the first minute. <laughs> so get sent off in the yeah. first minute. Yeah, get a man sent off first minute. 
Yeah, I love how he realizes his point has kind of got away from him because that's what happened and he got sent off. And it's like, yeah, but just do it better. <laughs> to be fair, the Pogbury didn't wait, did he? No, no, he, no. he was pretty quick after coming on. Oh. Made sure he got off again. And um, what's he saying? That's the only one. I mean, Fernando should have gone as well and Ronaldo before half time. I don't know how you don't get sent off for what he was up to. So he's he's got everything he wants, a bunch of petulant wankers <laughs> kicking lumps out of the other team because they're losing, just dropping short of sulking in their hotel room because it's not fair at half time, while the children of these sorry people are left to pick up the pieces and try to go, well, all right, if you're going to go to your room and cry, daddy, don't forget you've got work in the morning. So I try and sell myself I, out before then. I'll, I'll get my own tea. <laughs> I'll hoover up. It's all right. I'll, it, I'm reading Inverting the Pyramid. I'll do my yeah. own bedtime story. It's fine. Don't worry. Um, I was just going to say, I know we've got our own problems at the minute. Every football club does, or, you know, feels like um, the world's against you and all that. But isn't it just nice just to enjoy what's happening to them and the entitlement that underpins it and the fact that they've, they've hit that ridiculous sweet spot. Where we were saying this on uh, the match ball last night. They've kind of hit this sweet spot of he always does just enough to stay in the job, the mm. Solskjaer, just enough but never enough to take them where they need to be. Nothing lasts forever, does it? They had a good run, and now they're, they're kind of doing what Liverpool did, aren't they? When they, they, used, they won everything for ages, and then their bad spell was still mainly finishing like sixth, third, fourth, whatever. But it was never quite good enough for them, was it? So just just enjoy this for the next 20 years. It's fine. <laughs> Let's hope so. That wraps up this week's uh, episode of Propaganda in Two Halves. The, the Leeds fan feedback is the first half of it. If you haven't watched or listened to that, Go over a checkout of that. And we will do more propaganda after Norwich. Um, so that'll be next week. Uh, we'll obviously have the match ball after the game and all that. And uh, and watch out for the, for the weekly show coming your way where we'll look through the Leeds United news, pick heroes and villains. And Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Preview the Norwich game, and we'll see you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. 